Hi, I'm Jason Ramsden, a personal and executive coach, and I'm on a positivity quest. We all can work on leading a more positive and intentional life. This show details my journey as I explore the intersection of ordinary people and extraordinary positivity by sharing my learning, stories, and conversations with guests. I want to help you and me lead a more intentional life focused on being the best us possible. Make sure to subscribe today to follow along and to start your own positivity quest. Before we get into the meat of today's show, I'd like to share something with you which I have found both cool and fascinating. Uh, we are only on episode 7, that's today's show. There is a fan base that's starting to be created around this positivity quest, which I think is amazing. But what I have found awesome, fantastic, whatever descriptor you want to slide in there, is that listeners of the show have started to reach out with YouTube videos, TED Talks, magazine articles, newspaper articles that they have found that have helped them on their own journey. So one, I'm glad to know I'm not on this positivity quest by myself, which is awesome. It means the more people who are looking for that in their lives, the better this planet will be. But more importantly, that they're open and transparent about wanting to share. So what I want to do moving forward is if other listeners of the show have content that they're interested in, please share it. You can send that to me at info at positivityonfire.com, or you can head to direct.me slash Jason Ramsden, and you'll see a link to a Google form there in which you can submit topics for potential future episodes of the show. Before we get today's show started, I just really want to say thank you to Sarah B. in Raleigh, North Carolina, for today's topic about stress and mindset. She shared with me a TED Talk from Kelly McGonigal, who is a professor at Stanford. And the basis of the conversation or the basis of the talk that she shared was called How to Make Stress Your Friend. And we're going to get into that right now. So what do we know about stress? So stress is defined as a feeling of emotion or physical tension. Clearly, stress can come from any event, any thought, anything that makes you feel frustrated, angry, nervous, scared. And stress is just purely your body's reaction to any sort of challenge or demand that you may be facing. Now, in short bursts, stress can be positive, and that's where we're going to head with today's show. But do you realize exactly what stress can do to your body? Here's just a short list. I was kind of blown away. I didn't realize it did all of this. But it can cause, obviously, headaches, heartburn, increased depression, insomnia, weakened immune system, rapid breathing, risk of a heart attack, high blood sugar, high blood pressure, pounding hearts, low sex drive, tense muscles, and fertility problems. And that's just part of the list. Stress is born out of the fight-or-flight response. And that was useful back in the day when we possibly could have been eaten by a predator. That's not the case anymore. Stress still exists. But that's where it began. So when stressful situations kick up in our lives, we're having that same initial reaction. We either want to fight or we want to fly. We want to head out the door. And that basically comes from we get adrenaline pumping, we get cortisol going through our bodies, things get revved up, our heart rate goes faster, we have blood rushing everywhere uh, to our muscles, to our heart, to other important organs, we start to breathe quicker, and all of a sudden, we have this like heightened sense of awareness of what's happening. 
Now, what we've always been told about stress is that stress is harmful. A, we know it affects everybody. There's nobody who is not affected by stress in some form or fashion. It's just part of life. Another thing you need to understand is that stress, not all of it is bad. There's some good stress. If you're a procrastinator, you know what I'm talking about. That deadline's coming up and you want to meet it. Stress kicks in and you get the job done. We also know that long-term stress can harm our health, can even cause chronic illness. But what happens if we reframe our thoughts about stress? Is it possible that we can actually make stress our friend? That we can actually welcome it into our lives under certain conditions? That's what Kelly McGonigal says in her TED Talk. And we'll get into that in just a second. So stick around. Now, that is exactly what participants were told in a study conducted at Harvard University. Before they went through the social stress test, they were taught to rethink their stress response as helpful. That pounding heart is preparing you for action. If you're breathing faster, it's no problem. It's getting more oxygen to your brain. And participants who learned to view the stress response as helpful for their performance, well, they were less stressed out, less anxious, more confident, But the most fascinating finding to me was how their physical stress response changed. Now, in a typical stress response, your heart rate goes up and your blood vessels constrict. And this is one of the reasons that chronic stress is sometimes associated with cardiovascular disease. It's not really healthy to be in this state all the time. But in the study, when participants viewed their stress response as helpful, their blood vessels stayed relaxed. When I conducted a Google search of the word stress, over a billion results. And as I thumbed through them, I had a hard time finding anything that was relevant to what Kelly McGonigal was talking about in her TED Talk. Most of the articles that I clicked through, and these are from sites like the National Institute of Mental Health, or the Mental Health Foundation, or Healthline, all places where we would normally turn to if we're looking for information about stress, And what I found fascinating was that the majority of them were talking about stress is bad for you, long-term stress is really bad for you, here's how to identify it, here's how to cope with it, here's the things that you can do, review your lifestyle, have supportive relationships, eat better, cut out drinking, cut out smoking, make sure you exercise, be mindful, take time for yourself. And of course, get sleep, restful sleep, minimal amounts that you need for your body to do well. And where McGonagall's study differed from these articles that I had read is that she pointed to mindset as a way to make stress your friend. And she goes about telling us this because in her study, in the initial part of her study focused on stress, was that they had data points that said just the belief of stress being bad for you killed more people, over 20,000 people, than, and this is supposed from her study, than people who were murdered, people who died of HIV, and wait for it, skin cancer. That's mind-blowing to me, that just a belief alone, a mindset about something being bad for us, could cause death itself. And I know what you're going to say. You say, Jay, I can't not worry about things. I can't not be focused on how 
things in my life may or may not go. It's just who I am. It's a part of how I live my life. I stress about everything. But I'm going to tell you right now, free yourself of that mindset. You can do it. Free yourself of the mindset of I have to worry about things. Remember, you can't control that which is out of your control. Okay, I'm going to say that again. You cannot control that which is out of your control. If you could fix it, you would. So what is it about the worry that you need to do if you can't fix a problem? If you could fix it, the worry would go away. So let's take that back out. If you take the worry off the table because you can't control the outcome, because if you did, you could fix it, and we start to focus on the good parts of stress, the short term, where it gets us going, which gets us hyper-focused, which allows us to perform at a higher level on a shorter deadline. And if you absolutely positively can't make that happen in your life where you say, you know what, I'm still going to worry and I'm still going to stress about things, don't bottle it up. Don't repress it. Don't put it down. Don't let your mind spin around it. Share it with somebody. Tell somebody. Because the support structure there, when, you, when you're faced with stress, when we're, you know, the, the, the phrase, we're all in this together, Well, if you don't tell anybody, you're not in it together with anybody. But if you do, you've got a support structure that will then allow you to start to minimize the effects of that stress on your life. And here's what uh, McGonagall says about that specifically in her talk, which I found amazingly positive about how we can use stress or how we can make stress a friend in our lives. Make sure you notice when someone else in your life is struggling so that you can support each other. When life is difficult, your stress response wants you to be surrounded by people who care about you. Okay, so how is knowing this side of stress going to make you healthier? Well, oxytocin doesn't only act on your brain, it also acts on your body. And one of its main roles in your body is to protect your cardiovascular system from the effects of stress. It's a natural anti-inflammatory. It also helps your blood vessels stay relaxed during stress. But my favorite effect on the body is actually on the heart. Your heart has receptors for this hormone. And oxytocin helps heart cells regenerate and heal from any stress-induced damage. So at this point in the talk, my mind is absolutely blown. Basically, our bodies are built to protect ourselves. So my takeaway here is that our bodies are built to protect us if we only listen to them. If we only listen to them. And how often do we ignore it? We have that cough, that headache, that ache, that pain that won't go away, and we just assume that it's a normal part or a normal course of life. And if we let it go long enough, we end up with a bigger health problem. So how do we do a better job of listening to our bodies and what's going on around us? Okay, we've already established that stress happens to everybody. And here's just a few few signs that stress is happening. Okay, we're depressed. We get anxious. We may get angry or irritable with people in our lives. Uh, We may be fidgety, uh, restless. For some people, stress manifests itself as sleeping too little. And for others, way too much. There can be this racing through our brains of thoughts constantly and like a constant worry. 
we may have trouble remembering things or we may have times when we have difficulty concentrating on tasks or projects at work. Well, stress can also manifest itself as bad habits. And obviously, stress can feel overwhelming, can make us unmotivated, and at times unfocused. And I share those not just for yourself to recognize what's happening to you, because sometimes we don't recognize it. Sometimes we push it off as something else. I also share them so that you can recognize these signs in other people, so that those close to you, especially we, we're all inside now, we're, we're COVID has kept us close together, in close contact. Here are signs that you can recognize in other people in your household that may be experiencing stress of some kind or some fashion. So what steps can we do or also, if, if appropriate, suggest to others that may be experiencing stress? How do we, how do we bring our stress levels down? Number one, breathe. Breathing is the most effective. Say to yourself, breathe in. We're going to do it three times. You breathe in. So on the inhale, what you're going to do is you're going to say to yourself, not today's stress. And on the exhale, I've got this. Okay, not today's stress. I've got this. Not today's stress. I've got this. Okay, that's number one, breathing, deep breathing. By verbalizing that you are feeling stress, you're admitting to yourself that you're either anxious or angry or worried. And it's okay. Once you once you tell yourself that that's happening, that starts to help reduce the stress. And one thing I like to do when I'm starting to stress or I'm starting to worry about something is to think about the absolute worst case possible. And if you think of the absolute worst case possible, then anything else that happens that's less than that appeases you. It makes you feel better because you've imagined the worst case possible. This came up for me. I'm on a nonprofit board and we had a change in leadership. And I, at the time I was, I was president of that board and I, and I said to the folks around the table, just imagine this. Okay. We've got a change in leadership coming up. Imagine if we lost half our members because of that change in leadership. Once you put that mindset into it and say, that's the worst case scenario, anything less than that is a win. And your mind thinks of it that way. Other tips in this healthline.com article, visualize yourself calm. You hear people say all the time, go to your happy place. Think about that. You know, for me, it's sitting on the beach early in the morning watching the sunrise. You visualize that enough, the worry and the stress will reduce itself. Another tactic that works for some people, listen to music, whether that's, you know, getting music that gets you pumped up or excited, or whether that's music, classical music, or, or smooth jazz that calms you down, that brings your levels down. Listening to music is always a great way to help reduce stress. Change your focus. It's easy enough to change your focus. Get up from where you are, go to a different room in the house, go outside, go for a walk, go for a drive, go for a drive and listen to music. That's a great way to reduce stress, in my opinion. Also considering, write it down. What's making you worried? What's stressing you? Put it on a piece of paper. Let it go from your subconscious. If it's on a piece of paper, it's written down, you're less likely to hold it in your mind. And there are other tactics in this 15 ways to calm yourself down on healthline.com as well. And I won't go all into them detail, but there's, you got to pick what works best for you. And for me, the way that I kind of approach stress in my life is by bookending. And what I mean by bookending is bookending morning, 
and bookending at night. Okay. Two sets of routines that allow me to get the day started and finish the day with a good mindset and be focused on what I'm going to accomplish, but also do it so that I can minimize stress in my life. So what does that look like for me personally? It could be totally different for you, but for me, most days the alarm goes off at 5 a.m. I rise, I get out of bed, I take the dog for a a short walk, I'm back inside by about 5.15 or 5.20, I do about a 10-minute meditation, and I've mentioned this before, I use the Calm app to meditate, I do the 10-minute meditation, clear my mind, I take the day's topic, and I do self-reflection and do an Instagram post, post that up on positively underscore J, then I get ready and I go upstairs and I work out. Now, I'm just getting back into working out. It hasn't been probably but two, three weeks, and I'm taking it slow. I'm doing some mornings I'm just stretching. Some mornings I'm just trying some yoga. Other mornings it's using body strength exercises, and it's not long. Right now I'm just getting back into the habit, so it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, sometimes 20 minutes, but it's building up to get my day started. By about 6.30, I'm back downstairs I make breakfast. I have basically the same breakfast every single day. I have black coffee, two eggs, a couple strips of bacon, toast for the eggs, and also toast with some amazing blueberry jam. And then it's time to hit the shower. And I hit the shower a little after 7, shower, change, get to work between 7.30 and 8 o'clock, depending on how the rest of my morning has gone. That's my bookend in the morning. Now, that may or may not work for you. Your your life may be different than mine, obviously, I've got an empty nest. My kids are older. I don't have to worry about getting anybody else out the door in the morning. I do make breakfast for my wife because she deserves to have breakfast made for her every day because she's amazing. And she takes it to go with her. But you have to. the point is you have to figure out what works best for you in a morning routine. But make sure you have a morning routine. It's important. Then you want to bookend that in the evening. What does your routine look like when you get home at night? Now, for me, my morning routine is sacred. I do that every single day. I'm working on my nighttime routine, my nighttime bookend when I get home. But typically, this is what I aim for. So I try to leave work by about 5, 5.30 at the latest. Then I stop at the grocery store. I love to stop at the grocery store every day on the way home because I like to buy fresh uh, for when I'm preparing meals. Get home, take the dog for another walk. So that's some decompression there. I don't live far from where I work, so I need a little bit of downtime, extra downtime when I get home. Then it falls into changing, getting in comfy clothes. And for me, that's always, especially in the wintertime, jeans and a sweatshirt. It's my go-to. Then I proceed to start to make dinner for the family. I cook. I've got music on usually, sometimes a glass of wine. Then we sit down as a family. We eat, we discuss what's gone on on the day, we check in with each other, we talk about what's coming up for the next day. The best part of being the chef, I don't have to do dishes, that falls on other family members, that's the rule in our house, so that takes that off my plate, no pun intended. From the time that we start dinner to the time that I go to bed, I typically try and leave my phone someplace else, I try not to use it, so I'm trying to limit my screen time at night. That helps with not getting wound up with emails from work or text alerts from the news. I try to do some learning or some reading, or I often like to watch shows with my wife. My wife and I find that as our downtime together. And because I always want to commit to having between seven and a half and eight hours of sleep, I'm always trying to be in bed 
by nine o'clock at the latest. And when you think about bookending your day like that, where you've got a really good, strong morning routine and a really good, strong evening routine that can ground you in your day, then you have a great way to start your day. And you know, no matter what happens during the day, you have a great way to unwind and bring downtime at the end of the day. Now you've got to figure out what that looks like for you in your life. It's going to be totally different than it is for me. And I understand that. The important point is take time to figure out what works for you. And once you figure that out, share it. Share it with somebody in your family. Share it with a friend. Come and share it with me. Share it on LinkedIn or or Facebook. Come to Instagram post and drop a line there. Let me know what you're doing to bookend your days and how that's making your life feel a little bit more manageable and is helping you reduce stress in your life. But start today. Do it. Start tomorrow. Think it through. Take some advice. Think through how you may want to begin and end your day and make it part of your routine. Routine has a really important place in our lives because it sets the table for everything else that we do. I believe in you. I believe you can get this going. If you don't have bookends to your day, get it started. Reach out. Let me know how it's going. And in closing, as always, just thank you for being here today. I say it at the end of every show, your gift of time listening to this show really does truly mean the world to me. And as always, remember, be well, be happy, be you. And until the next time, may your quest for positivity begin today. If you liked today's episode, please go to podchaser.com, search for the show, and leave a five-star rating and review. For more on my positivity quest, follow me at positively underscore J on Instagram and TikTok, or engage with the show on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Have an amazing day.